electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Market does look to claw back some of Friday's 2% drop, worst day since February, as scientists around the world scramble for more data about the Omicron variant. Oil up 7%, 10-year 155. VIX is just below 25. Our roadmap begins with that Omicron volatility, investors reassessing risks from the new COVID variant after Friday's big sell-off. Plus, the vaccine boost, Pfizer's CEO telling CNBC that its shot should still work against Omicron, and Moderna saying a reformulated shot could be ready early next year. And Black Friday sales come in light. Uh, Cyber Monday today expected to do the same. So we didn't have the benefit of Jim on Friday, uh, but your general point is don't be confused and don't panic. Yeah, I mean, look, you listen to, uh, to Borla, and to ban cell, Moderna and, and Pfizer. And you come back and you say, look, these guys are the people you have to bank on. They're, they are, they know the science. They're doctors. They say things that, frankly, are very uh, practical. And then Dr. Gottlieb, who, of course, works at, uh, with Pfizer, uh, is very practical. And I come back and I say, if they're all so practical, then the thing you can't do is say, you know what, I'm going to sell. Because, David, what that may mean is that these people solve it, and then you have to buy back much higher. Right. What would be the key things, I, I can imagine what they are, that you're waiting for along with so many other investors to try to understand the implications of this new variant and whether, in fact, it is something that is going to be a significant threat? Well, I felt that we were getting toward herd immunity, and if we hear that someone who already has it gets it again, that would be my biggest fear. I'm, I'm much less fearful about the idea that if you're a triple boost, you, know, you got the boost, that you might get sick again, because there I think that you might get sick mildly. Uh, of course, the unvaccinated are just whipping boys. I mean, you really, I mean, this should just really scare them, to scare right. everybody who isn't vaccinated. Right. Oh, how, when you hear this kind of thing and you're not vaccinated, is it really because you think it's a, a, a political thing that they can't tell me what to do. I mean, I would love to see a, a governor from Florida, for instance, say, you know what? This has gotten out of control. We've got to get vaccinated so we can get back to work. And uh, there, there can't be any resistance because what happens is if everybody gets vaccinated, then your country is much less at risk. And that could be, you know, we've so many outbreaks of diseases in, in Africa that we had beaten in this country over the last couple of decades. So I feel like I'm not saying when, because obviously, if you, when you get the outbreak in America, which you almost have to, uh, the markets will be down. They'll give up this game. But I'm just saying, if you panic, I think you're going to miss the opportunity and you're going to end up paying higher. Right. Uh, they did talk to both Borla and Vansell from yep. Pfizer and Moderna earlier this morning on Squawk. Um, Borla, I thought, had some of the more interesting comments. One was that they've done this before right. a couple of times, reformulated a new vaccine for Delta and Beta, which ended up not being that necessary because their overall vaccine efficacy held in. 
Uh, but his broader point was on treatments. Uh, they don't target the spike, which is where the mutations are. And he referenced why Paxlovid could still be a good hope. Friday, we made our first DNA template, which is the first part of the manufacturing of the development process of a new vaccine. And uh, we have made multiple times clear that we will be able to have a vaccine in less than 100 days. In fact, we have already two vaccines built in less than 100 days. We built one for Delta that we didn't know to use because the current vaccine is very effective against Delta. And we built one for Beta, which also we didn't have to use. So we will build one at risk right now at, uh, for Omicron that will be used only in case we need it if we see that the current one doesn't work. So J.P. Morgan goes from 42 to 53 on Pfizer. Well, I think Pfizer should be bought because of something that Joe asked this morning and Andrew. They were all talking about how it's going to be an annuity. I think it's absolutely true. I remember when they first told me they had a booster, they felt that there'd be a big blowback. The people say they're just trying to profit, profiteer, but they predicted, Dr. Borla predicted that this would occur. And the booster is obviously incredibly effective. David, I, I he was talking. We should make the point, though, about the oral antiviral. Right, but there which, I was going to say to, to you, yeah. that is the real hope. Whether it you're is. talking to Dr. Topol, when you talk to, uh, right. to Len, Len Schleifer at Regeneron. Pfizer showed significant reductions in hospitalizations and deaths. Yeah. We got revised data from Merck's Molnupiravir. It's the one that I've been following very closely. Uh, which showed a re uh, reduction of about 30, 33 percent in hospitalizations. However, deaths at least 90 percent. My understanding actually is in the trial, the person who did die, uh, not in the placebo group, uh, was actually it was not related to COVID. Um, and so the panel on Merck's drug meets tomorrow. Oh, really? And we yeah, know the Pfizer's advisory panel meets food. tomorrow. We don't have a date yet on Pfizer. Um, but these oral antivirals that we have talked about for a very long time here uh, are certainly going to be important. And to Borla's point, they don't, they aren't impacted. They don't go after the spike protein. Therefore, any of these mutations would not seem to impact their efficacy. Well, don't you think that in that sense, we have a very severe flu going on, of which we know many people yes. die every year of the flu? Yes. Are we there yet? Uh, listen, I've asked that question, Jim. It's hard to know. I'd love to see data in terms of if you've been vaccinated and you get uh, a COVID, whatever variant it might be, do you, what are your, what is your hospitalization rate and death rate look like versus the flu? Because we're living with this forever, it would seem at this point, aren't we? And so as much as the adjustment will need to be made in some way, and certainly we have to be very much aware of these potentially virulent variants, right. nonetheless, it's not going away. No, but there is data, there's some tremendous data out of Las Vegas of all places, which just shows you a dramatic decline in hospitalizations if you have been vaccinated. And I just think that, I mean, our president, they're all kind of, they want to cajole. Uh, Dr. Fauci wants to cajole. We got to get away from the cajole. Uh, no one who has not been cajoled is getting cajoled. So I just think that we have to just say, OK, look, here's the, here's the law. You got it. We're, we're requiring vaccinations. No more. To do what? To fly? To? To live in this country. Mandatory vaccinations. I like to call it required, but only just because I think that here we go again. Why can't we? Our country's in panic mode. We're all I mean, the stocks reflecting the idea that perhaps we got to go. There are a lot of people talking about lockdown. You would never think about lockdown if everybody were vaccinated. So I'm beginning to think that. Uh, if you want to preserve the, our commerce and our greatness, as well as the mortality rate uh, going down, 
then you just do this and you do what we did with polio in the country where I lined up in high school. I had no idea why I was getting a shot. Even when the, the oral antivirals are available and conceivably do, uh, you know, uh, now uh, the, the, the Pfizer one, Ritonavir has to be taken with it. That's an HIV drug. There's a lot of drug interactions people need to be aware of there. But overall, this will be very significant. The Merck drug and the potentially Pfizer drug, if they both get approved, that will be significant. It was you still think people but, will need to be vaccinated? Yeah. I mean, the, the number, look, let's just, I always like to use the NFL as a good example because they're constantly, constantly being tested. And the numbers are awful. And I want to know how much of those are breakthrough. And then when you do the digging, when you go through, no, nah, it's not breakthrough. It's not vaccinated. <laughs> Well, the one bit of news uh, that uh, Borla also brought this morning was uh, on some manufacturing capacity increases for Paxlovid. Meg Terrell brought us that. Good morning, Meg. Good morning, Carl. Yeah, a lot of news from these CEOs this morning, uh, hearing that they do anticipate that if needed, they could pivot very quickly to these new variant-specific vaccine constructs. We heard from Albert Borla that they started that work on Friday, along with their partner BioNTech, developing that uh, Omicron-specific vaccine if it's needed. Again, we don't know if it will be. The company's all saying they expect at least antibody data within a couple weeks to tell us how much of a hit the neutralization uh, takes uh, against Omicron versus previous variants. What we've seen before is that even with variants like beta, which really did take a hit there in terms of uh, the antibody protection, there was still protection from the vaccines. And so that may be the case that with full vaccination, with boosters, with the current vaccines, that is enough. J&J also this morning just putting out a statement saying it's developing an Omicron-specific vaccine too if it's needed, but also looking at the current protection from its vaccine. This, guys, as over the weekend, we heard about about a dozen more countries reporting cases of Omicron Uh, So that's spreading. We have not yet heard about it here in the United States, but we know that surveillance systems are getting ramped up to look at this through both uh, markers on PCR tests and also, of course, confirmed through genome sequencing. So uh, experts would not be surprised to hear about cases here in the U.S. And in fact, Moderna's CEO, Stefan Bonsell, saying that he thinks that any flights that have left from South Africa to any destination in the world within the last seven to 10 days, those destinations probably have this variant circulating at some level. Uh, Now, guys, you just mentioned the antivirals. Uh, We did learn from Pfizer this morning that now they are forecasting 80 million treatment courses of Paxlovid being available next year that they can make. That's up from 50 million previously. And that was a really big point that Albert Borla was making, that the potential availability of these antiviral drugs, being able to keep perhaps 9 out of 10 people out of the hospital or dying from COVID, makes a huge difference. Even if the vaccines take some hit, we could have those drugs uh, that would be really helpful. Guys, back to you. Yeah, Meg, let me just quickly ask you. I don't think anyone in the business is good a watcher uh, of Bancel from Moderna or Borla from Pfizer. Did you not detect the level of both business as usual and optimism from these two? Uh, And again, I rely on you because you have dealt with them in the height of the pandemic. And I want to know whether that was your take. There is a a sense you get from both of these guys that they are ready for this, that they have been preparing for this, particularly from Borla. When I asked him at the end of the interview, how concerned are you you personally about this? He said he was optimistic because they've run through this before with the beta and the delta 
variants figuring out those vaccines and because of the drugs that they have. You know, Stefan Bonsell also did sound pretty worried about this variant itself because of the characteristics we've heard about it that have not yet been confirmed. Uh, but that was something that he's been sort of acting from the beginning, you know, back at Davos in 2020 when he was modeling on a napkin how far the original vir virus had potentially spread. So uh, these guys, you know, it's their personalities, but luckily they're prepared. Uh, Meg, great work, of course, this morning, helping us get our arms around this today. That's our Meg Terrell. Uh, Gottlieb was also on this morning, said he thought we would probably get our arms around the epidemiology sometime this week. Right. So how are we supposed to trade uh, well, in that time? I think that, that there is a cadence. I mean, I think the cadence is uh, we discover someone brought it here uh, after what happened in the Netherlands. Uh, it's hard to believe that we don't. Then you get a, a big sell-off. Uh, and then you're going to get news that this is something that we're going to be able to deal with. It's not going to be March of 2020. And when it's not, we're going to go look at. So let, let, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the cruise ships, but let's just take a Royal or Norwegian. Norwegian hit a, a 52 week low. A Royal's now down 20 from where they did that gigantic secondary. David, you, you have to say to yourself, you know what? Even you maybe bite the bullet and buy some Norwegian, which was which has. Well, I don't think you're going to hear about massive cancellations. You don't? No, I don't. Uh, well, all of these stocks were down, as we pointed out many times on Friday. It was a shortened session. There's typically perhaps a lack of liquidity on a day like right. that after Thanksgiving when so few people are at work, although, or even actually at home working. You were at work. I was at work. But, uh, and, but we saw outsized moves in many of these names, Jim. Uh, not to mention the other way as well. Moderna shares, which seem to be getting ready to advance yet another 10%, perhaps. Uh, we're up well over 20%. So, you know, it, it does go both ways, but I mean, we they were significant moves. We had bear market in oil, the downside a one-day bear market in oil. David, yeah. you, you know, we have to start thinking that maybe the futures are a clown show. <laughs> uh, the commodities futures now? Well, I mean, Not the, just equity futures. $80, the president coordinates a gigantic worldwide effort to unleash strategic petroleum reserves. It does nothing. And then there's a short squeeze and it goes, to, it goes up. And then we get one day of this and everything they wanted to accomplish has been accomplished. Now, it's $70. Most of the major, yes, what, what to buy. It's $70. Most of the major and independents make a ton of money. So for those who think, well, I guess it was the end of that rally, think again. They're not done. They're not done just because they are so lucrative and we're not cheap. Yeah, I think it was J.P. Morgan over the weekend said that 72 implies about a 2 million barrel a day hit to demand, which they do not see no, that too, coming. There's and, a fanciful. And if you looked at some of the out-month uh, futures curves, uh, really, the, they're not no. counting on that. No, and then, David, you know, the jog bra didn't come off the peloton. It just didn't. It did. No, the jog bra's right where it was. Okay, well, that's jog good to hear. being my wife, using the peloton as a, uh, it's a, a place to drive things. Meaning nobody is going to stay home. No, but peloton was up very big. Oh, I see. Now, okay. Zoom, I have to tell you, yeah. I shouldn't be. I think Zoom's actually interesting. You do? Well, because, like. It did advance a great deal. I mean, it was a good. Uh, uh, yeah, nowhere near <laughs> where it's been. Of course, it's no. still uh, down well over 50% from the time. Now, look, I, my stepson works at Zoom. I, I will say this it, it's not like Zoom's a pitiful, helpless giant. I mean, it could be working. But on you something. would argue no. return to work is going to get a hiccup. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I think we're going to back back to hybrid. So you got to do Palo Alto Networks, which has got the bell. There is no back to hybrid. We're only hybrid. I mean, it, we're the only ones coming in five days a week. I got news for you. What are we like? What do you want? A congressional medal reporting? <laughs> no, I'm just telling you, hybrid is it's it's actually back to back fully at home. Really, is what you're talking about. If if you're saying there's going to well, be a change, over, because right. 
the vast majority of employers right now uh, who work in offices are coming in three days a week, if that. Right. Now, you, uh, over Thanksgiving, you really started to hear these younger people say, listen, they, they, may, they may ask me, but you know what? Uh-uh. And I'm only thinking when they asked me to stay at Goldman six days, that meant seven days. Now it's like if you seven to Goldman six days, that means three days. And if this the younger continues people to power. get extended, that people don't, there the isn't a, a return back where to hybrid even. Because that's right. many of these companies have extended their deadline for having people yes. come back to the office at all. And they may do it again. So we're looking at January right now. But if this does, the variant does prove to be. Right. A problem, then one conceivably will see them extend even further. But do you further. sell Simon properties? I mean, I went to sell Simon properties when I see like raging gangs. No, attacking. that's the mall. People keep going to the mall. Well, so, 80 yeah. people went to a mall. They just don't want to go to the office. Creek and they stole everything out of a Nordstrom, which is really a bad stock to begin with. Uh, the shrinkage problem is a significant one. That's a nice word for mass looting. I remember I saw a guy in Banana Republic steal a sweater next to me. I say. Hey, man, how you doing? He goes, fine. Nice sweater. Yeah. Uh, no, I was um, talked about a lot last week as a really big bad. change, uh, sea change for the retail industry. Take a look at futures here. Uh, we'll talk more about Black Friday and uh, Cyber Monday and retail today, as well as what the variant may do to uh, Fed policy. Yeah. Uh, Going to hear from Powell several times this week, including in front of the Senate tomorrow. Uh, more Squawk on the Street continues in a moment. Every day. Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Welcome back, guys. I wanted to share some uh, potential news on a company we follow closely. The name of the company is Twitter. It's Twitter. CEO Jack Dorsey. Uh, from uh, what I'm hearing from a, a number of different people familiar with the situation, expected to announce that he will be stepping down as the company's CEO um, in the near term. Uh, uh, I don't know much else. Uh, and so we will see the market react to this potential news. But unfortunately, at this point, I, I'm not, it's not clear to me, based on my reporting, um, whether or not Mr. Siegel, the longtime CFO, will, will step in uh, or whether an outside candidate has been brought in. There's been no shortage of rumors about potentially Mr. Dorsey, who, remember, helms two companies, both Square and Twitter, as their CEOs, would step down from a position he took over six-plus years ago when uh, Dick Oslo stepped down. Remember, Dorsey, of course, one of Twitter's founders. Then he was right. CEO for a period of time. Then he stepped down. 
Uh, then he came back as interim in, let's call it, I think it was October of 2015. Uh, and now I'm told, uh, again, by people familiar with the situation, that he is expected to announce that he will be stepping down again as CEO. Unclear whether that will be immediate once it is announced or perhaps at the end of the year. Um, there had been pressure brought to bear on him from Elliott for some time. Remember when they had some board seats? They no longer do. But uh, Jesse Cohn, of course, who runs activism at the large uh, uh, hedge fund, uh, Elliott, had um, potentially uh, indicated that he was looking for, at least there was reporting to this uh, extent, uh, a, a, re a replacement for Mr. Dorsey, particularly when he had announced that he would be moving to Africa. Uh, that right. did not happen in part because of the pandemic. Um, and that's where we stand, guys. So, you know, I know you have a, a long relationship with Ned Siegel. Sure, I, I, I was with him um, quite a bit. Trying to get comment from uh, Mr. Siegel yeah, as well. Yeah, let's see if we can't get him. And uh, try and get a little more on this, uh, this story. You can see now Twitter shares responding positively. Again, the stock itself has not done particularly well uh, over, you know, it's, it's hanging in there, Jim. But it's not been a star performer. There have been those who say it's simply underwhelms in terms of the things they could do with the platform and the power of the platform. I'll right. leave that to others at this point. We do know that Mr. Dorsey and Square have been nothing but success uh, yes. with that company. Uh, I mean, obviously, again, you know it quite well, uh, having exceeded a $100 billion market well, value, and, and a bit below Hoosier, that right now. I mean, when you have them on, I think it's worth pointing out, how does it matter? Does it matter much who we have on? If it did, then Amrita Ahuja, who's just an amazing CFO, incredible at Square, it would be uh, an easy replacement. If that ever happened, we obviously not going there. Will Ned get it? Ned Siegel. Well, Ned spends a huge amount of time, basically day to day. Yeah. And I think he'd be sensational. Uh, but I will say this: the idea that the stock should be up five because Jack leaves, which therefore obviously means David, people think will be a bitter. David, I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't. I don't know either. I don't and, see a natural not, bitter at all. I am not. Uh, have not been picking that up. Because but that's the reaction. To your point, Jim, I think you're you're dead on. That many people believe, if in fact he were to step down, that it would increase the likelihood, perhaps, that Twitter would look for some sort of a deal. No, that is think, not what I'm hearing. Right. Okay, good. What I am hearing what, is an expectation that, in the near term, at least. Uh, Mr. Dorsey will will say that he is stepping aside. Now, by the way, uh, exec chairman is Omid Kordistani, so, you know, unclear. Again, right. don't have as much as I would like, frankly, but we are sharing this with you at this point. And certainly we'll update as we move along today in the hopes that we will be getting more clarity on this situation. Well, not, not to dwell too much on the fundamentals, since obviously no one else is right now, yeah. but Twitter has the Olympics coming up. That's been a terrific thing for them. They are now actually starting to be able to monetize much better direct advertising, but also branded, branded coming on. Uh, when I was with Ned and he was on the show and I saw him after, uh, and yes, I mean, I've gotten to know, to know uh, Ned over time. There is a sense that why is our stock down this much? And I think that the the, the reason why is because people think that they've not been able to rake the money in that they thought they would at one point. But remember, the group is down, down substantially. Yeah. And you, you have Metaverse changing its stripes, uh, it, but you have Pinterest not doing as well as it was. Uh, remember, Snap had a not great quarter. So uh, I don't think, I mean, maybe yeah. Twitter could be bought by Snap. It's highly unlikely. There, mean, there was some data out this morning on social media engagement in general having topped out in 2020. I think that's, you know, do you think Zuckerberg, like people say, oh, he's doing this as a dodge. I think Zuckerberg's doing it because he recognizes, as he always had when it was Facebook, 
right? And then he went to Instagram. He realizes that the money's going to be in, in the metaverse. Now, of course, I'm sold on the omniverse metaverse because of Jensen Wong from NVIDIA, who showed me things that were, as he said on our second interview, time travel. But you think social media is like Web 1.0, or is we're going to two? Getting that feel that yeah. the advertisers have peaked out. I think that now Ned would tell you, listen, you're going to start seeing more uh, when you go, when you get to the Olympics, uh, you're going to start seeing 80 billion uh, tweets and and someone's going to advertise there. But I do think that there's I used the term on we earlier about the about the variant. There's an on we here. Hey, David, I think people feel like, you know what, we've pretty much reached everybody. Mm-hmm. We've reached everybody. It's interesting. And you do raise it a couple of these other platforms. Pinterest, of course, we know had engaged in some level of conversation and with PayPal. And you're convinced of that, right? Uh, I think, it, I think, I think so. that that was, uh, was accurate. It was never cl- completely clear to me because, frankly, I didn't do much reporting because well, it Mr. moved Shulman, quickly. Mr. Shulman did not speak out went. on it. Um, but we've never really heard anything from PayPal on None. it, right? Um, but there is questions about Pinterest and whether, in fact, that did indicate their interest in potentially um, uh, looking again well, at opportunities that made it. Why would you look if you felt there. the business was exploded? It's, you're, it's a great point. Right. right. You're right. I mean, uh, you, but you, that, by the way, I want to make it clear that is not at all what I'm hearing with regard to Twitter, which is simply, uh, frankly, not an unexpected change in the CEO role. It's in, uh, many people never expected Dorsey would be sitting there for six years as a co-CEO of these no. two companies. We sat here many times questioning whether that was really something that could could uh, go on for a long time, right. but it did. And David, Salesforce, no. Not coming back. <laughs> no, fresh that's bid. not coming back. Yeah. Never they've, got, but they've got Taylor on the board, right? Isn't, he, uh, Salesforce? Isn't there a Salesforce Fred? guy? Yeah. Uh, Am I wrong? Wow. Did, I, did I read that incorrectly? Well, pretty, I do know this, that, pretty sure that, he's that in, in, the, in Mark's Benioff's fabulous book, Trailblazer, it, it, it talks about how the shareholders were in revolt by him even talking to Twitter. So I, I don't think... Given no, the that's not coming back. No, it's not the stock's back. up 150 points since then. I don't yeah. think he wants another revolt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have been uh, quite resourceful lately in developing some new product. Twitter Blue is that subscription <laughs> service that we had long talked about for years. I think that Twitter's making a major series of changes, and they're trying very hard to get rid of the people who would savage you. Uh, and if you, if you do tell them, and typically if you tell them, you know, you nothing happens. If you do tell them, they'll, they'll get rid of people. And I get no special treatment, as anyone who reads my mentions column would know. But there is a sense that they're cleaning the site up uh, and that it's still, it never lost its luster among journalists. It never lost its luster among people who are follow sports. But uh, they thought they were on a real path. This was as of 10 days ago. Right. And, and I believe the path. I think that there were better times ahead only because they have not figured out how to monetize. The other guys, I think, are like kind of figured out and you just don't see the ads. Yeah. By the way, Jack tweeted yesterday, I love Twitter. That's all he said. I love Twitter. I love Twitter. <laughs> At least he didn't just tweet an ice cream cone. He's, he's concise, isn't he? <laughs> you know, yes. By the way, he's loved. He's back from uh, all the people. I've met a lot he, of people from he Twitter. He charts his own path, does people Mr. Like Dorsey. That. There is no doubt about people that. People like that. Well, they certainly do. And Dude, it has he wore been, a suit when he he's went quite, square. Uh, philanthropic. He's obviously one of the wealthiest men around, uh, on the, uh, in the country. Uh, uh, Square being a key part of that, given what he's been able to accomplish there. Square stock's down big. That's interesting. And, and Square's down way, big from its highs. From its, it's highs? This morning. But it's down for the year. But it's yeah. from 289 uh, down to, you know, wow. I mean, what a pasty. 
Uh, same, you could say the same for Twitter shares, which are back to levels that they were at the week they went public eight years ago, uh, in November of 2013, uh, going public at uh, 26. Well, I mean, you, you do have Brett Taylor, who's the putative, he's the chief operating officer at Salesforce, but he's really not day to day, very much involved, and he is on the board of uh, David. How's that cut? He's on the board of, of Twitter. Of Twitter. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, look, I, I, I think that if you buy Twitter up five, you better have a real good reason tomorrow why it's up five. Because I think you'll come back and say, why didn't I listen to those guys? I mean, there's nothing happening. David, there's nothing happening. Right. Jack loves Twitter. Right. I think no, when, he loves Twitter. He loves Twitter. What is that like? Your bunny has a good nose? What is that? I don't know what it Salesforce? means. Salesforce? Frankly. Uh, Salesforce I, is uh, Blue Horseshoe here? I have a hard time saying I love Twitter, but I certainly use Twitter. Yes. Yes, I use Twitter. I posted some terrific pictures of the uh, Eagle. You've gotten a lot of people yeah, right. who, who on Twitter who, who don't love you. Well, that, there's no reason to bring that up. Right? Sorry. There's a, but that's part of I'm, the... The risk. I'm allegedly the top the, uh, ten most the conversation hated, around top the company. Top ten most hated people in America. Conversation around the <laughs> Which company. Which I think, I, isn't that amazing to be top ten most hated? Yep. I mean, that's incredible. Normally, when uh, a co-founder steps down, um, there's a negative reaction, right? Jack is a co-founder. In fact, he wrote the first tweet ever. Right. Boy, that's a little sad. It's an NFT. Oh. Yeah. I, I, but again, I, you've had Ian, you've had Williams as, uh, as CEO, you've had Costello as CEO, then Dorsey again, and now we'll have to see. I don't well, know. We need an acquirer, David. I don't know an acquirer. I don't know a potential acquirer. I don't know anything about this unless you want to merge Square with Twitter. That's not happening. That's not going to happen? No. David has both sent the trial balloon up and shot it down. I always love that. Let's get the opening bell here and the CNBC real-time exchange. At the big board, it's UBS celebrating the grand opening of the UBS Arena, a sports and entertainment venue in Elmont, New York. How about that? At the NASDAQ, it's Vonage, a cloud communications platform. going away. We got one new one, and that's John Ledecky. He's very involved. I knew John at uh, college. You bet against John. It's a pretty big mistake. Been very serial entrepreneurish. So we're going to start the day at 4650. Oh. Uh, given Friday's pain, doesn't seem all that bad. No, it doesn't. And what's interesting is research working. For instance, Snowflake, a really fabulous piece today, saying the Snowflake's the basically the the greatest stock uh, from BTIG, and that thing is just roaring. I like that. I think that that's uh, Frank Slootman doing a terrific job. How about this piece? Did you guys read this piece about Amazon able to raise price without a problem? Uh. Yes. What do you think? Interesting. I think you can. It was also a long takeout in the journal about their ability to continue to expand and getting closer and closer to cities with massive facilities. We well, know about all the people that Amazon prologious. has hired over the last two years, but they've also done a lot of building, not to mention building out their own distribution force in terms of trucks and, and ships it's and been a planes. Fortune on that. I, I like Amazon very much. My Chapel Trust owns it, part of the club, investment club. Uh, the most curious note today, Deutsche Bank. I think people would love this. Younger, younger investors will love this. Uh, Deutsche Bank raises its price target for Penn Nat. Now, Carlo Santarelli, he, who is the analyst, he and Dave Portnoy had a lot of back and forth. Dave Portnoy of Penn Nat and uh, Barstool. And this is going to be something that I think Portnoy, if you were following, should crow about. Because he was furious at this fellow for not understanding the power of nothing other than Dave Portnoy himself, who apparently does lay down some pretty big bets. Uh, yeah. Penn National, of course, 52-week low uh, as of last week. 
Um, where are we right now, Jim, on some of the gaming, I guess specifically Macau and Vegas names? Okay, so it's important to note that uh, Win, which unfortunately my child, look, I need to Google and Amazon, talk about Amazon, Win. Uh, Owens, Win has always been weaning itself away from uh, the junkets of Macau, which is under pressure because of the person who, Sun City, who's orchestrated a lot of junkets, has not been their, uh, their game, which I think is why Win is, is not down more. Uh, but I, I come back to Macau being a COVID play, and where is China? And, you know, can you imagine if a variant shows up in China, their vaccines are not as strong as ours. And do we get another shutdown? Do we hear about another semiconductor shortage? This is why I am reluctant to say, hey, let's just buy the that heck out of That was a discussion market. over the weekend, although others countered that it's really uh, Taiwan you need to worry about and Malaysia. Oh, yeah, flyovers, another 27 planes this weekend. I just mean from a semiconductor supply standpoint. Oh, Taiwan semi. And uh, they're building here. But it takes two years to build these things. And I think people have to recognize that that's a long time, and they're not going to typically go for the full feature, which is what we really need. They want to go for high performance, where the where the money is. David, whenever we hear about full feature, what we hear, what we hear about is basically there's 200 uh, chips in a car, and there's one that costs two bucks that's not there, so they can't finish the car, the vehicle, the vehicle. And when is that going to resolve itself? Because you've been somewhat more positive than I think I the consensus been, has been on the ability been, to get through this. Well, I think that Malaysia is a big problem. I think that uh, Ford, which my trust owns, has been uh, the best at sourcing. Uh, I think that if you don't give Mary Barr some chips at GM, you're making a mistake because they're such a big you know, big customer. But I, I have said over and over again that, that Jim Farley seems to know how to cajole people to get the chips. Right. And remember, Farley's got that get get my squad. Um, Nissan, the latest to announce a, a fairly significant dollar initiative to, to go electric. What, some 17 yeah, billion they're going to spend over the next five years? But how about buying all these charging stocks, just like throwing some money away at those? Is that what you see it as, throwing money away? I just think that whenever there's a commodity aspect of this, people have to recognize how much money's been lost historically when you buy a commodity player in any new business. And that is definitely the charging there's just nothing proprietary about the gambling stocks. There were some big insider buying at Drift at, uh, at DraftKings, uh, but they're still spending a lot of money to get customers. And the customer acquisition is what's causing, is playing havoc. That and the fact that some states have as many as 20 different operations to, to gamble. Uh, I, I just think that that's a very tough business. Right now, until there's a shakeout. David, there usually are shakeouts. We don't know how long a shakeout's going to take. There are. Will there be shakeouts amongst the manufacturers as well? I mean, Rivian actually was down a bit last week, but it's up nicely today. Uh, another four and a half percent back above a hundred billion dollar market value. Um, and obviously the, the, the big leader, the big the big one is uh, up almost three percent. Tesla shares. Um, Tesla, there's two markets. Not much of a retreat there. The rest of the market. Te- oh, by the way, Twitter's now lost half of that great spike as people realize, wow, I guess Salesforce well, not coming back. Right yeah, I mean, when it comes to Twitter, listen, I wish I had more to share there in terms well, let's of specifics see what the, what of What is he doing? He's not coming back for, to us at all. Uh, when and, um, and who. So we will share as soon as we get I'm it. I'm asking for a call-in. Say again? I'm asking for a call-in. Yeah, I'd like one too. I've tried that. It didn't work. Yeah, but you, you're not his friend. You, you're no, I'm not. Why don't I'm you not. try to call in and get, get Benny off the call I don't and see have how that your, goes? I don't have your pull. I think we've we've all, we've established that. Ned went to Georgetown. I got a lot of Hoyas on my team. That's oh, nice. what that's about. It's Georgetown not looking that good in basketball, but I don't want to devolve into talking sports because okay. it's too big a day. 
Uh, speaking of Salesforce, we are going to hear from them uh, in this week's batch of earnings. Yes. Along with Box and Zscale or HPE, forward. Cloud. Yeah. I look forward to speaking to Mark Benioff on tomorrow's show. It could be some fun. Uh, Mark is, uh, I don't want to say he's confident because he's cagey, but they're having, they're doing a lot of business. And the business is unabated. Uh, some businesses uniquely have been discovered, that stock was up two bucks earlier, right. uh, that they work well on Zoom. And Salesforce has worked well on Zoom. Workday has done well on Zoom. Um, cloud stocks do well on Zoom. You surprised me a little bit with your what? kind of uh, saying that maybe is it time to take a look at Zoom the stock. Well, at 210 bucks. It was so up on cash. Friday. There was an analyst we had on in Tech Check actually talking about valuing it on future cash flows at this well, point, saying I'm, it's trading at something like 35 times, well, which I guess can, is supposed to be a good they, thing. Look, they can buy someone. That's what I'm talking about. They have a lot of cash. They can right. buy someone. Right. Right? That's your world. But they have a lot of money. It's out year 35. But remember, by they, the way, did, they didn't buy it on the. Uh, on the 5.9, paying up for that. Right. And 5.9 then proceeded to have an unbelievable quarter. But it they did. are using older technology of 5.9, and Zoom uses more forward technology. But I think the issue with Zoom is if they don't do something to onboard customer acquisition, then they, too, are going to find themselves in this dogfight. You know, this team yeah, But they're in a dogfight against a company called Microsoft. That's not well, a great place too. to be. No, you got a point there. Microsoft, powerful opponent. As they say, By the way, Microsoft's a great monopolist. Everybody they, loves them. They, they basically can spend as much as they want. You can never outspend them. It's like going up against the U.S. government. I was going to say, it's kind of like government. Yeah. Well, I think that Zoom has an installed base that's, that is uh, consumer. They need to go up. Uh, Cisco wants to go up, too. But Teams is built into a lot. Teams reminds me a lot of when you used to have to remember the browser with Microsoft. The browser used to pop up. There was nothing yeah. to do. And then yeah. what happened after that? <laughs> there was this antitrust thing, yeah. Well, when you're, you know, David's right. Uh, they're so powerful, they're like the government. When the government hears that, are you trying to get something going against them, Justice Department-wise? Is that what you're doing? It's Microsoft? No, I think they're down the list, aren't they, a little bit? Yeah. Well, they've been, they've been yeah. avoided any. I mean, let's not forget, there are investigations going on. The DOJ and Alphabet and, and the FTC and Meta, that's, they're trying to come back. Right. Even though they were shot down. Well, I mean, you, know, you ever notice uh, that there'll be some country Amazon? That, that you have to pay $200 million to if you're in this business? It's like, you know, if I were running, like, Fredonia, I would charge them $200 million. Would you? Yeah. You know Fredonia? Yes, I do. Groucho right. Marx's favorite country. Yeah. I mean, I'd just send a bill to Google for $200 million and they'd probably pay it. shows up and pays the bill. Yeah, and pays the bill. Um, by the way... Uh, Speaking of like leg- legislative priorities, the Congress is back to work this week, and they got to fund the government by the third of next month. Oh right, I know we uh, can't. There's the debt limit. There's funding the Pentagon. There's passing Build Back Better, if that's possible in the Senate. So it's hard to believe that high- big tech is uh, high on the radar. No, so. you're right. They've got a lot of work to do, and the usual uh, not so good. Hey, by the way, just in terms of things that just are not so good, uh, PayPal. Once again, getting slammed. A victim of everyone and everything? Well, what do you ascribe it to? Well, I think that people have decided that buy now, pay later is all that matters, and that uh, PayPal's method is no longer uh, cutting edge, and I think it's wrong. Uh, I'd love to hear from Dan Schulman. Hear from Dan Schulman, get a sense. 
Um, Visa and MasterCard have also taken it a bit, haven't well, they? This is, from, oh, uh, from no, the, it's all buy now, pay all later. All buy now, pay Which, later. By the way, right? no. may not be. I mean, there's a lot of people who regret buy now, pay later when they did. There's surveys say a lot of people regret that they did buy now. Really? Pay Instead later. of what, paying 17% to their credit card company, they maybe regret like, it? Maybe like not using debt at all. Okay. I mean, we're supposed to be just so buying now. And yeah, paying, not now. paying now. Not pay. but, you know, Buy it, now, pay now? PayPal is an illness. See, like your stock is an illness. I used to say that when I was, a, when it was a, a hedge fund. I would say, you got to throw something made in the volcano. It's got that maidenish feel. That was not, by the way, at all, that was just the term maiden. It was not maider, maider, maiden. I don't want to. Understood. You do? Yes. Okay, I'm okay then? Uh, I can't say that you're okay, but you're okay with me. Okay. Fair enough. If I'm okay with him, he's about as politically correct as you're going to find. You're okay. He's okay. Um, Merck is not participating uh, in this uh, fondness for Big Pharma. Uh, There was a downgrade over at City to neutral. Uh, Jim, they're looking at the probability of them abandoning some HIV development on some high regulatory concerns. Yeah, but uh, then he starts talking. I mean, that piece, that's what I call a... uh, I'm skeptical about that piece because he starts talking about the loss of exclusivity for key truth. Now, that occurs in 2028. I will worry about that in 2026. I will not sweat the program. Merck is a very good company. David, you followed the antiviral. I felt the the subtext of that was the antiviral didn't pan out. Well, I disagree. No, bet the piece. Oh, the piece. Sorry. Yeah. No, don't. don't, Sorry. I didn't realize that's what you were referring to. I thought you were actually referring to the... Listen, you know, the numbers did come down, there's no doubt, from the 50% to about 30% of hospitalizations. So now it below where it was but before no, they came up with this? No, but that said, I think there is the, the larger expectation is you are still going to get an approval of the antiviral, and it will still sell billions of dollars worth because it will keep people from dying. Well, Regeneron, um, I mean, Regeneron's got the drip. No one wants a drip, but here's the stock coming on again. And it's five days, Regeneron is five a real day stock. course of taking a pill well, Regeneron, you get, you get the, dri- the drip and you're... Yeah, but good. it's harder still to get infused than to go and do all well, that. Well, no one wants to be infused. Right. Well, no one wants to get sick. Though there's no. a smart thing. I hope one day I'm quoted on that. No one wants to get sick. I really delivered a new low of things I've said. People want to get better. How about that? They do. I just and, think that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming down on the flu. Really bad flu. Uh, because lots of people die from the flu. And we all get our flu shots. And they tell you, well, you got a 50% chance of not getting the flu. Well, how about the other 50? I mean, that's not a great thing, but we still get the flu shot. This is a lot better. With, with, with efficacy somewhere in the 40 to 50 range. Yeah. So you think if we got news in the next couple weeks that the vaccine has similar efficacy against Omicron, that'd be okay? Yes. I'm still going to say yes because of what Dr. Borla said. And they're very cagey at Pfizer. I mean, they may have a pill that makes it so that you get it. Uh, and you get better. Uh, now, look, let's talk about the flu for a second. Like, people don't realize that there are years we have terrible flu. And there's no pill. There's nothing. I mean, you got to hand it to these guys. Well, there they, was Tamiflu. And that was what we early on sort of compared well, this that's to. What, these Orlando viruses are back. more effective than Tamiflu. Want to bring that comparison back and say that Tamiflu was not as good as these? That's right. So, I, again, I'm coming back as being sanguine, not today, because you get the market up, and the same people are buying today. If they see someone who landed and is in the state of Washington, they'll say, I got to sell. And we got to guard ourselves against silly sellers. Uh, we mentioned Powell earlier uh, in the hour. 
Um, what, what do you think they say about this? Do you think this, these calls for an earlier taper no, it's, are dead? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think Powell has said over and over again, we got to get through the pandemic. And he's been right the whole way. And yet there's all these, you know, if I were a member of the Fed, I would say I defer to the chief. I remember the old days. You never even knew who these people were. I mean, I remember in the 80s, they didn't even, they were like people who put out some regional numbers. I, I think we got to go back. I mean, Pal, at what point, Carl, does Pal get the benefit of the doubt of being right constantly? <laughs> Never. Did you hear when he, when he, what, when he got reappointed, he uh, thanked his wife, Lisa Leonard? She's in his corner. Yes, that's a nice thing when your wife's in your corner. I, I lacked that one point. Very negative. This goes day to day with you. Well, not now. No, not now. No, I want to wish my. No, it's all my, good. Now. I want to wish Miss. Uh, I want to wish Karen Kramer good. She is having a knee replaced today. Oh, that's the, goes well. Okay, the X. Got it. Just making yes. that clear to everybody yes. here as we go through your. Well, because I don't life. want it just everyone to think that that my whole life is just a shambles. <laughs> that would be a mistake. No, How would I have the top ten negative Twitter no, no. if I if my life's a shambles? It would looks, they just say they won, they beat me? It looks pretty good from here. Uh, we are off the opening high, but Dow's up almost 200. VIX still around 24 and a half. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, guys. Good to be back after a week off. Uh, we've got a bounce in the Dow, but we're not getting near the losses we had on Friday. Uh, we have a nice bounce in Microsoft and Apple, IBM, yes, but uh, that's being offset by some weakness in pharma and the consumer staples. Take a look at some of the sectors as we start off. Obviously, energy with a great bounce in oil today, strong. Tech strong because uh, semiconductors are leading it. Banks are bouncing back on higher rates. Uh, consumer discretionary also doing well. You see the staples kind of weak here. And, of course, what we've got here is uh, Merck. You've got uh, Disney. You've got even Walmart, if you consider that a staple, though it's not really technically. But all of that is sort of weighing on the Dow, preventing it from really moving forward here. Uh, semiconductors strong, but it's really a round trip here for them. Look at uh, NVIDIA. That's a good example. So NVIDIA was 326 on Thursday. It went to 314, and now it's close to back to where it was uh, on Thursday. This is similar to a lot of some of these uh, big uh, high beta tech names that have gone round cir- uh, full circle here. Crude's back at 72, but that's the same story. Remember what happened here. We were 78 on Thursday on crude. We went to 67 uh, on, on crude, and then we back to 72. So oil stocks are bouncing back nicely here, but these are all the high beta names, uh, the old Apache, uh, Occidental, Hess, uh, Halliburton, and Marathon Oil. Travel and entertainment, very interesting. So Carnival was at a 52-week low uh, on Friday. Um, We saw the airlines drop. But if you'll notice, the companies that take you places are notably underperforming the companies where you can go and stay or be entertained. So I'm talking about airlines and cruise lines are doing worse than hotels and companies that have entertainment like Live Nation. Obviously, people can get to some of these places, stay at a hotel, but flying and maybe cruise lines, it's a little different. There's just a noticeable difference between those two types of travel and entertainment stocks. Very wide reaction to a lot of the people uh, over the weekend that I I was talking to, and even on strategists, as I was looking at it uh, last night into this morning, about what this Omicron variant means for the stock market overall. Goldman, Jan Hatzius over at Goldman was saying that more infections were possible. He had several scenarios, but they didn't change their forecast. And in fact, almost nobody did on Wall Street. They just don't know. Uh, Chris Harvey over at Wells Fargo said this is the the big concern is extending the supply chain issues. That makes sense to me. Uh, But he's not making any investment change until more is known. Uh, We saw Mark Haefeli over at the U. 
UBS uh, raised the possibility that this could reduce early Fed tightening. That was a very common theme amongst trading desk people that I talked to. But uh, Lori Calvasina, uh, Calvasana over at uh, RBC said, uh, as for what happened to the broader markets, the possible effect here is the hampering of the cyclicals uh, and the recovery stocks overall. And that makes the most sense to me. If you look at uh, Omicron and what it could possibly do, uh, it, slower growth and lower rates benefits tech stocks overall. Uh, and that was one of the things, of course, uh, that we, we saw recently. Faster growth and higher rates will benefit cyclical stocks. This is a, a simple economic fact. So to the extent that you can figure out what the effect of Omicron is going to be on those those two issues, uh, you can figure out where the stock market is going. Everybody else, though, when I called this morning early on, said, what's going on, Carl? They said, Bob, the bottom line is we're still at 1.56 percent uh, on the 10-year yield. And that's really what matters. So we were at 1.56 on Thursday. We went to, what was it, 148 uh, on Friday, and now we're back to 1.56, essentially, on the 10-year yield. So it's been full cycle around, just like it's been full cycle around uh, for some of the tech names. Overall, that fact, the fact that it's still not going up or dramatically down, is what's keeping a lot of people in a very, very quiet state. And most people, Carl, are saying, I'm not changing my forecast until I know a lot more about what's going on. Carl, back to uh, you. That's exactly how Goldman put it uh, last night. Uh, Bob, very no. good. Uh, Bob Pisani. Coming up in the next hour, we'll take a closer look at Bitcoin bouncing back after falling below 55K on Friday. Take a look at the bond report as well. Uh, look at treasuries and how they're faring. Uh, as Bob just mentioned, we got the 10-year still uh, fairly suppressed, especially at the long end, 30-year uh, well below two. And we will hear from uh, Powell and Yellen tomorrow in front of Senate banking. We'll be right back. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Whatever I can do, whatever my companies can do to make it accessible to everyone is uh, is how I'm going to spend the rest of my life. Like, if, if I were not at Square or Twitter, I'd be working on Bitcoin. Um, if it needed more help than Square and Twitter, I would leave them for Bitcoin. Maybe we'll get more evidence of that uh, following uh, David's report that uh, Jack Dorsey will step down as the CEO of Twitter. We know of his interest in crypto. Right, but we also know that Ned Siegel, a putative uh, CFO who's very powerful, has no desire to make that be at the fundament of their company. They've got a tipping process. But so you think geez, it might have been a strategic disagreement at the board level? I think that there is a, a love, personally, of someone here who likes Bitcoin, but has not been able to say to not mandate it. And even when I spoke to Ms. Ahuja, uh, who run, runs, again, CFO of Square, yeah. she's much more, much more pro 
but they don't have it right now. A lot of it can just be encapsulated in that chart. It's, you know, put it up against Square over those six years, and it's a very different look. I mean, what? I mean, there has not been that much. 85% is fine, but it's not not keeping up with many of its peers, and it has not been nearly as successful as you see over that period of time. What we're talking about there. Um, And the question has always been out there as to whether you can effectively do two jobs, not to mention Mr. Dorsey, as we said, charts his own path, and it is a singular one in many ways. There was a lot of pushback when he said he was moving to Africa for at least six months, Carl. And now we got a hold for news. We got a hold for news. Okay. Look, I... It's so hard when you're a reporter to say, well, why is why are you interviewing Ned Siegel? Okay, why are you entering? Uh, why, why, why are you interviewing CFOs? Uh, I mean, uh, Proctor's uh, vice chair, right, that's CFOs a good point. come on. But I also think that's that stands for having very powerful CFOs, and uh, the Square CFO is, is so pro. Uh, Bitcoin, and, and when I speak to Ms. Hoosier, but by the way, I like you know I like these cryptos. Yeah, you know I'm kind of anxious to see what they'll do, and whether yeah. they can have a bank of crypto. And they're not there yet, but they want to be. And then you go speak to the traditional banks, and you want to wire your Ethereum into them, and they're like, oh, "Are you kidding?" It's like, "Why wire kryptonite into us?" And I've begged uh, J.P. Morgan, please. I've been a customer for 30 years. Please let me send my Ethereum to you because I don't like getting eight percent. I'm getting eight percent on my Ethereum, and you know that know. you know that the head of the SEC, yeah, right? You've, you've he, been perplexed he's, by your eight yep, percent. Yep. Happy to take it, but perplexed by it as well. Yes, happy yes. to take it. Yes, but perplexed by it. I, I, I shared that with, and, with and, and Chief because Gensler. it doesn't make any sense. None. I mean, what do they do? Lending it out? Whatever. I mean, it's funny because I go over it and I say to myself, "Well, this is ridiculous." Oh, I'll take it. And uh, that's why I went to J.P. Morgan. I said, "Listen, I don't want that eight percent. I just want peace of mind." And they said, well, you can have whatever you want, but you're not putting your theory with us. Maybe they're short the Turkish lira. Maybe that's how they're doing it. Well, they would probably take the Turkish lira? No, maybe they're shorted with your money, and that's how they're able to make those returns to oh. give you your 8%. I was thinking that they were long, um, they were short Zoom mm. and maybe long Moderna with my money. I mean, no, I just know. kidding. Maybe but there's. <laughs> I got an interesting CDO squared for you if you want. Well, you they, know? my outfit that I have, my crypto, sure was, thing. was mentioned, um, was, was cited by, by Gensler. They cited them. And, you know, oh, David, look, you got Twitter holding. Thanks for nothing. Well, we'll get the news and we'll find out who's going to replace uh, 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 Jack Dorsey, well, which Betty, I, have, I, I was I have, oh, not Jeff, able to find out. I have Dorsey on I uh, wish I had been able to find that what out. What do you have? Who, what do you have on PennNet? Do you have Dorsey? You mean betting odds? What? Yeah. What are you talking about? They bet on everything now. We're back to, we're like Britain. Yeah. I bet on I everything. I got a Molly yeah. No Show, 101 shutter. So who do you lay odds on? I'm laying odds on Ned. You are? Okay. Okay. No, I'm saying it's Ned. All right. All right. I'll go, you know, Hoya Saxa. Makes the most sense. I'd say that's the, yeah, that's the highest conviction. Best odds? Yeah. Good. We have really great insight here. <laughs> that's why people watch. Ned, Ned is not incredible insight. Look, I'm going to show you. Because I'm, I'm a full disclosure guy. Ned, thoughts, call in. Nothing. Nothing. How's that? Snooze. Cut? What's that? Naked six to one down to two to one? By the way, what do you have? Same for me. I got nothing. Zippity dippity oh doo dah. Five to two odds here. Yeah, nothing. You'll definitely have a lot to chew on tonight, Jim. Oh, my. And I've got Ned Siegel from Twitter. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> not yet. No, not yet. <laughs> but I do, I do have uh, Harley Fickelstein from. From Shopify, we have to get some some uh, cyber cyber Monday numbers, right? Because those Black Friday numbers, which we didn't really go over, a lot of people felt were disappointing. I did not share that. We can shop anywhere. Well, got the variant. Man, we didn't talk retail at all. 
Uh, it's a shame. First drop, at least according to Adobe, first drop in Black Friday shopping ever. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, they, I think a lot of people got it done early. Interesting one, DoorDash down a lot today. DoorDash did great during the pandemic. What is that about? Well, Interesting idea. It was up on Friday, wasn't it? <laughs> he worked Friday. <laughs> worked Friday. You break stories. You worked Friday. Day. You're making us all look like... Oh, we'll see you tonight, Jim. Mad Money, Thank 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel 